Welcome back to another episode of That's Business. We are thrilled to celebrate our 100th episode and do things a little differently today. My name is Destiny Hinson, and I work as the business operations manager for The Resume Rescue. In today's episode, myself, Elena Janich, Allison Whitehead, will be interviewing our beloved host, Angela Bucciolato, to share insights on her journey to 100 episodes of That's Business. How are you feeling today in the hot seat, Angela? You know, before we dive into the hot seat, I just want to pop this off real quick. Ooh, love it. You know what? Let's cheers real quick. Cheers. Cheers Cheers. Cheers to the 100th. We did it. And yeah, before I ask, you ask the questions, which I have no clue what they are. This is just crazy. It's just crazy. It's been 100 episodes, almost two years. So I'm excited and also nervous. Does it feel weird being on the other side? It does, because when people are like, I'm so nervous, I'm like, why? It's just a conversation. Yeah. We'll get through it. So it's totally fine here. All right, sweet. So we're going to start off with Allison to start your terrorizing for the day. (laughs) Do your worst, Allison. I will. I'll try my best. I'm going to start it off strong, Angela, with who is your dream podcast guest? Hard for me to pick one, but I would absolutely love to have Sarah Blakely, former CEO of Spanx and Mark Cuban, are like the ultimate dream. Um, love me some Ryan Reynolds and Rihanna. So the reason I picked those ones, Sarah Blakely started her business at 21 out of her apartment. Just this idea, she sold copiers before and just has like this awesome story. And I started this business at 24, so definitely relate to it. When she sold Spanx, I forget, for some ungodly amount of money, like $2 billion. She bought every single employee two round-trip tickets wherever you wanted to go in the world. Amazing. And $10,000. Oh, nice. A little little vacation money. A little treat. Everyone, I feel like, knows what spanks are. Oh, yeah. Women, doesn't matter. But it's just such a huge company. And the fact that she treats her employees very well and, like, practices what she preaches. And I very much, like, try to embody the same with all of you. Um, Mark Cuban that like just does so much for other people. I mean, he owns the Mavericks and he, (laughs) I'll never forget. It was like one game. It's like, if you swear, you're going to have to donate like 10 grand to charity. So he just goes like, yes. And he gives like 50 grand to charity. Oh, that's cool. He's leaving Shark Tank. I know. I know. He is. The show is going downhill. He's the best part of the show. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So I like Mark Cuban's story because he also tried, like, yes, he's a billionaire, but he also is working on a pharmaceutical company that provides drugs at cost. I mean, just like really remembering his roots of where he came from and never is like disrespectful towards that. Oh, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl would be just like... You love some Dave Grohl. Of course, with the whole Nirvana, Foo Fighters, who is one of my favorite bands, but I think I would simply be deceased. (laughs) It'd be like, mm. this episode needs to be a full day. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I don't I'd know what to tell you. Yeah. I'd be freaking out. I'd probably cry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. One hour for crying. Next hour yeah. for actual questions. Hanging out. Like, you can't yeah. tell them. It's a whole assignment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But really, the target for would be, like, local celebrities, like Johnny Kane, Brad Golly, um, any of, like, the professional sports players, and then kind of grow into, like, born on a corporate scale when I have, like, some street cred on the podcast. Talk about Jack White would Little be great. Street cred. So whoever has the connections, let us let know. know. I guess speaking of that, all your dream guests and everything, what kind of motivated you to even start the podcast? 
my kind of joke was always like, if I were to redo life again, I would want to be Jimmy Fallon or have like a talk show like Jimmy Fallon. I used to love Ellen before she was problematic, but I just love that side of it and just kind of like getting to meet cool people and just like having fun and like having real conversations about like what's going on in the world. And then I had a friend, Nick Jetta, who was our very first podcast guest. And he's like, I'm so sick of you saying I've known you for two years and you keep saying you're going to have a podcast and you won't do it. So January 7th, we're recording the podcast and it's going out. I'm sick of you hearing about it. I'm like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) So (laughs) it's scary. Yeah, so scary. So I did it and got better with time. Like I was very nervous and I said right after everything he said and I can't listen to that podcast episode. And of course, it's the most downloaded. But (laughs) sorry, Nick. Yes, it was a really great episode, but... I just like was so nervous with it. And over time, like with anything in life, you get better. So Nick was definitely the push, like the push me off the cliff to fly. And it's been fun. And here we we got to shout out John too, John Gay, who um, produces our podcast. We've learned so much from him. Sometimes it's not always things we want to hear, but that's how we know what we need to fix. Because how do you know unless you're doing this every day? Right. You know. Or just little things like in a natural conversation, you want to say right, you want to like agree, you want to bring that up, but you shouldn't do that on a podcast because it overrides each other. So John has been like absolutely pivotal in how to format the podcast and the logistics and making me sound like a million bucks. So we love you. And Nick was very much like, just ask people. I'm like, who's going to want to be in my stupid little podcast? Anybody. 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 Right. Everybody. So speaking of who wants to be on your podcast or who has been on your podcast, who is your favorite guest so far? I know it's hard to pick one. I knew you were going to ask this too. And I was like, <laughs> I need to look at all 99 other episodes and who would be my favorite. But a lot. The honestly, problematic child. Yes, of course. Always <laughs> goes to issues. Yeah. Yes, always. Um, <laughs> it just really depends. I mean, I learned something from every episode. Amanda Sweet was incredibly inspiring. Um, Benji was awesome. Uh, Jessica Williams, Kamara Mayberry going off about HR and like the issues with it there. You've had some great guests. We've had some great conversations. Yeah. Yeah, Some really interesting people from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. We have an architect. We've had a scientist. We've had someone from the metaverse. Metaverse We've had, yes, we've seen it all. Yeah, and it's just been fun and trying to get as diverse as possible. I had my good friend Brady Gunn on, who she's a makeup artist. She does eyelashes. She does tarot card readings, like super cool and badass to the core. Each conversation is completely different and it never goes the way I think it will go, which is fun. So I can't pick a favorite. Do you think that's your goal, too, going into the episode? Like, how can I make this different? Or are you just kind of winging it every episode? Every episode, I really want to make sure the guest feels empowered to talk about themselves and to tell their story through and through. So when I have friends that I know their story, like the back of my hand, that they're promoting themselves in the best way. They're telling their stories because they tell themselves that same negative self-talk that's like, no one cares, no one does this. I'm like, no, actually, people do care. Right. So my goal with it is to, yes, be inspirational and, yes, have someone get something out of it having military vets on the podcast like people from all walks of life and just like really embodying like what inclusivity and diversity is yeah i'm not just having one person in the same field or yes you know we we could do 
hey, let's just say all your successes and yes. talk about that. That's what you always say about our podcast. It's not braggy. No. We don't have people on here to brag about what they do, that they're Ivy Leaguers or that they got money from their parents to help them get where they are. It's very much like, this is what I did. This is what I went through to get where I am today. I feel exactly. like it's very relatable no matter what the industry is. Yeah. And that was the goal is to like, I want it to be relatable because I love a good underdog story as you yes. all know, but I don't want, oh, look at how successful I am. And yes. there's nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah, you have, I love that if you had your parents help you out or you had investors, like that's awesome. That's, yes. that's not our story, but right. And this is what I say with all of you. I'm like, one day we're going to sit back and be like, oh, remember when we were struggling and now we're a multi-million dollar company. <laughs> well, develop Can't accents, wait. too. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, it be so fancy. We'll so have fancy, accents. Yes. But it's just like, this is the fun growing stages. And those are the stories I want to tell of people who are like figuring it out. And some people on the podcast have been like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't know what that next thing is. And that's great. Or we've had people that got fired from their jobs yes. and were hyping up on the podcast too. And we're, we're very real about that. All right. So now we're going to hit it back to Allison. Angela, what do you think is the hardest part of running your own podcast? I will say like I, John, John and I did an event um, on how to start your podcast. And I very much shared like, it doesn't take long to show up and record but the logistics take a while. Like yeah. Destiny sends out all the details. Destiny is the one that coordinates it. Destiny is the one that makes sure the files get sent to John. John makes me sound pretty and beautiful. And I just kind of like show up. <laughs> so we have someone we hired off Upwork or Fiverr that does um, our reels. But I honestly don't think it's hard. But I'm biased and I'm very clear on that of like, I have Destiny we have John, we have... It's a lot of moving pieces. Yes. It's not just record and go. Because, again, speaking of, of John again, we think it's going to be a great episode and we did what we were supposed to. And then the, the sound quality is horrible. <laughs> or, you know, we, we completely didn't press record or... Yeah. <laughs> so, like, something. I think it's the logistics. Yes. That is easily the hardest part. I think the logistics and the, like you said, making sure we hit record. And I mean, it took a hot minute to get this all set up for this one. Yes. But as I said before, I've been a sound en engineer. Yeah. We're just are. not. No. And is this podcast making me money? You can argue we've gotten clients from it. Sure. But right now it's we're not seeing the ROI from it because it, it's it's a fun passion project. Like, will yeah. we see it in the future? Sure. Like, you have to start somewhere. Yes. But I think the hardest part, especially last year, was more so like, oh, am I doing this right? Like, do people care? Is it not getting downloads? But the coolest thing was just seeing it grow and people like stopping me in public and say, like people I know and saying yeah. like, okay, I freaking love this episode. This was super cool. Or something that may not have been impactful to me was impactful to someone else. Right. The hardest part is like the logistics and making sure the sound sounds good or the right. details sound good, I would say, is like the big piece of it. So, yes, really it's know. technical. Yes. Okay. We're, we're becoming sound engineers every Very day. Sound engineers. We're yes. getting there. So kind of with that being said, you know, running a podcast, how do you choose the questions, I guess, that you want to ask? So this drives people a little crazy, but... Destiny and I came up with about 10 questions we do send out to everyone as far as like, what do you want to be when you grew up and a few of the other pieces. But 
I start the questions like always talking about childhood and then I always end on what advice would you give to listeners? Those are the two I always, always, always say. But this is where my ADHD like really shines on a spotlight because (laughs) you have to flow with conversation. I mean, I've been on podcasts where it's question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. And it feels so awkward. It's like just like a checklist on the conversation. And I don't feel like I gave value versus, you know, when you connect with someone in person, it's because you're flowing, you're going back and forth, you're checking the energy, you feel good. But that's what I aim to do with this podcast and try to get people away from like, pretend we're not recorded and we're like sitting in a bar or sitting at a coffee shop, whatever you need. So that's been super cool. But I do come up with them on the spot. So I yeah. know that gives people anxiety. <laughs> well, it's me, not me. But, we you know, we come up with these questions and it's really rare that she sticks to the questions. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, majority of the time she'll ask the first couple of questions and then we're off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's a good thing. I think that's what makes a good episode that she didn't ask every single question because that meant it was an organic conversation that meant that you just let it flow instead of just being like okay next question we need to know what you're doing here there well so. and different people have different aspects of life yes like high school i had a great time in high school yes like i loved high school not everyone agrees exactly. with that college i think was like yeah made me grow up but i also had major depression right. and anxiety in college right. so like i don't have the big like <laughs> pieces there drink to um, that <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Growth. 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 Exactly. So it's really just important to like vibe with other people, the guest and say like, hey, my like Jason Brown knew when he was little, he wanted to do marketing and he like was writing storybooks and getting into PR and doing all that. So it's a pro. Yes. But it's like, okay, let's shine light on that first versus like, my childhood, I've come to realize is like, oh, shit, like I had my own lemonade stands and like bracelet business. I actually have been an entrepreneur before, funny enough, and my mom has always supported me. But it's realizing like the journey everyone is on. Um, if we're Shit's Creek fans, like I love that journey for you. But... <laughs> no, David. Ew, David Ew, no. um, but just like vibe with people, like read the room, have that emotional yeah. intelligence, like self-awareness. And know where the conversation's going. Exactly. Don't just, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, wait, childhood, like walk right. me through. You have to get there. I lo- that's what I love about it. That's what I think a lot of people like about it, too. It just, again, it feels like a normal conversation with a friend. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the goal of it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. This is one of my favorites because I've seen you in live action throughout different events we've gone to, Michigan Tech Week, all of that fun stuff. So how do you decide who is a guest? We'll start with that and then I have a second follow-up oh two for one or a two for one a two for so I just walk up to people like mm-hmm. yeah I think they have a cool story I'm like heck yeah I got introduced to Tawny Hammond from a mutual friend and it's not out yet but she does animal welfare and she is has been a TEDx speaker and has been like this absolute badass is not one for self-promotion but a quick little google search I'm like girlfriend you need to go off like you are doing such incredible things so yeah. A mutual friend thought we'd be a good connection. So I'm like, hey, you should be on my podcast. Or someone I met yesterday, I was like, hey, you need to be on my podcast. So it's just like people who have like a good underdog story or just like, hey, I want to roll with the punches. I mean, I just met someone that she graduated college in 2020, helped her dad's business. And with like goal setting and looking at metrics of creating employee engagement programs to eliminate turnover because he had massive turnover during the pandemic, even though he's a good boss. So Mm -hmm. she had a great story of like 
her dad had her in future entrepreneur shirts and he was very much like women's rights and like as a dad should be. So she's going to be a guest on the podcast because we vibed and our 20 minute conversation turned into an hour. So it's just like talking to people and what's the worst that could happen is they say no and then we move on. I mean, people tell us no or just like right. don't respond. Whatever. I know I have to give you yeah. props because she'll always like send me people to ask and I'm like, this person's like a big deal. So for example, like Benji from TEDx, we, we watched him in action and we just loved his TEDx talk. And she was like, email him, ask him if he wants to be on the podcast. Are you sure? I just ask him like, I don't know. And what do you know? He said, yes. It's and a thing yeah. called like, we got some great guests from TEDx. Mike Jeter. Yes. Yes. And those are- Oh yes. Mike was a fun one too. Oh, Mike was so yeah, fun. I always forget about that one. It's just like, yeah- Benji Rosenzweig was on stage and he's yes. like this huge advocate for coffin Cyrus syndrome and he's been around the world and he's doing a lot of great things, but it doesn't hurt to just like ask questions or just like tell him like, hey, look, this is what I have. Like, this is what the podcast does. I think you have a super cool story and we don't give a novel. I mean, yeah. Destiny and I created it ourselves. It's like, here's a paragraph. Here's a link to listen. Like you in or you out. Yes. Um, it's very simple. So like I said, I, I admire your courage for that. Like you just, you just have to ask. Ooh, Dusty. Okay. Oh, so that's my second part of the question. So I've kind of seen this in live action too, which is super cool of, you know, Michigan Tech Week and running into former NFL players and Sophia Bush that we got to talk to for a while and things like that. Shout out Sophia. She is, <laughs> oh my gosh, obsessed. Even more beautiful in person. Everybody's ever. obsessed with her. She is the best. So getting the courage, because I feel like part of it is innate to you of just, you know, you're so fearless in everything that you do inside of yes. everything. But what kind of drove that or what is the easiest aspect of getting the courage to go do these things? Because it's not easy to walk up to somebody that has like 7 million followers on Instagram. Yes, right. Like, I had to have two FaceTime calls to go take a picture with her. So <laughs> like, what did you do? <laughs> Elena did disappear for a little bit. I'm like, where the heck did she go? <laughs> so I was like, yourself <laughs> Yeah, I was like, hello? I need some validation. <laughs> so... Before and I am I am not always this person and y'all are making me blush over here and I'm like oh gosh they really think of me that way that's so crazy as I have mental breakdowns on the reg but we it's fine do. we do imposter syndrome it's yeah. fine mm. but growing up I was very like I was an extroverted kid but I always cared what people thought I always was I want to wear this I want to wear that like I need to look this way I mean. I was a trendsetter because I loved pleather leggings and the colored skinny jeans, the band tees. And lo and behold, that's the new trend now. So like there was a little girl. You're ahead of the curve. I was ahead of the curve. Like there was a little girl. Trendsetter. <laughs> um, I was in Dallas and this girl is like total punk, like has the choker on, Ugh. the Doc Martens. Bringing me back. Oh, yeah. Studded belt. And I, she did. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, honey, I walk so you could run, and I exactly. love that for you. Actually, you're here because of me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I look you, like an idiot for this, so you could thrive. You're welcome. Yeah. I went into the dark, scary hot topic, okay, <laughs> before it was lit up and painted white. So right. come on. So you and your mom could feel more comfortable. I was there. All right. <laughs> I was an OG. Exactly. Yes. So, and I think it just turned into, I was in awful relationships before of just like, partners who just were like you're going nowhere in your life you're fat you're this you're that like you name it mental abuse like to a t and i like started to believe that and then i had some choice things happen and i'm like why the fuck am i thinking this way like this is so stupid yes. so that kind of like started to bring that out and 
like owning a business, I mean, I was so scared. And as a lot of you know, like I help transitioning military vets find work. And I'm like, yeah, they have issues. Let me help. I've always been like, how do I help? How do I help? What do I do? So like when my aunt was diagnosed with breast cancer in seventh, uh, I think ninth grade, and I wanted to do the three day Susan G. Komen walk for a cure, you have to raise $2,300 oh, wow. for one person to walk. So I was That's like, we're going to get enough for her to walk. And my mom and I came up with like, let's do bottle drives. Oh. Mm. We were banned from Hollywood. <laughs> I kid you not, they're still assigned to this day, what, 15 <gasps> years later? No way. That says you can't spend more than $25 because of us. That's amazing. So I've always been this person, like, I love helping people. I want to make a difference and like really empowerment there. So we ended up raising, I think, like $10,000, $12,000. And we were known like, because we were in high school and we were known as, I guess, the bottle cap babes. Oh, oh, oh I love that's so cute. <laughs> and we were on like, a, they do practice walks. So we're on a practice walk and someone's talking like, oh, yeah, this young team from Rochester, like, they're in high school and they've raised all this money from bottle can drives. And I'm like, you're talking about us? Like what? So that was super cool. So I know I got so off topic here, but <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Angela off topic? Never heard of her. Allison, you're my favorite. I hate both oh. of them. <laughs> oh no. Put the divider up. Divider done. But it was just kind of like embodying that. And then the scariest thing happened. I got fired from my job. I was living paycheck to paycheck and all those things happened. I mean, I worked three jobs. It wasn't a glorious, like I quit my job and I made right. all this money. Like yes. I cried a lot. I left when I hired Destiny and I sobbed in my car in Royal Oak. And I'm like, what if I can't pay your paycheck? Like she quit her full-time comfy job with benefits. And what if I can't pay your paycheck? So <laughs> ta-da, here we are four, years, are later. four years later. Yes. Every yeah. single yeah. one That's of us did that though. We were like, yeah, we'll get on board with you. Like Yes. I don't want this corporate America stuff. Like I Let's want do I want what you have I'm to all offer. In. Yes. yes. And it's just like listening to what people are telling you. Like yeah. the fact that you quit your job, I will like, yes, I love all of you, but like I will forever have a special place in my heart for you, Destiny, because yeah. you quit your full time job to be my first employee. <laughs> like uh, yeah. That's insane. Well, I believed. I believed in we first of all, we got along really well. Mm -hmm. We had the same energy yep. and I also felt like what a cool opportunity to kind of hit the ground running with you in this business, you know? Mm -hmm. And I also, I'm like, she's, she's good at what she does. Like, even if I didn't become your employee, I would have become your customer. I was ready to spend money with you and have you redo my resume. Like, up. Yes. I did not have the money. I did not have the money. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? She Matt? knows what she's doing. She's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Call my boyfriend. Yeah. My now husband. Hey, we're doing this. But it, so it all worked out. And it's just like those chances. I mean, when I hired you and then we got crazy and I'm like, okay, yeah. you took off half my yes. plate. And then yeah. I'm like, I now need another busier. resume writer. Yep. So you found Allison in a Facebook group of OU alumni, hilarious enough. But it's just like, go you Grizzlies. Shout out. <laughs> but buying into the person and just like, if you show fear, they're going to be fearful, like how yes. kids react, how dogs or animals react to you. So, yes. I mean, there's been plenty of times I've shared with y'all and I've kept plenty of like tears and things to me. But I mean, relating back to the podcast, it's just like the scary things happen. I mean, there's been times I've taken from my personal account to pay both of you last year when we were struggling and didn't do like financial planning. Shout out to Nick Wellum because we now do that. Thank you. But we have a lot of Nicks in our network, but mm -hmm. 
I wasn't trained this. Like I have my bachelor's, I have my master's and you roll with the punches. I mean, a podcast, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I knew I wasn't going to learn how to edit it. Yes. Like, I don't have the bandwidth that's not generating revenue for me. Like what's our opportunity cost on that versus like, I'm not seeing, oh, look, this amount is making us, but it's just cool. The scary stuff has already happened and that's okay to see. Basically the courage is... Just do it. You're going to figure it out. Well, I think the other thing is being your biggest advocate. Yeah. If you like everything that you had said, like if you don't have the balls to step up and go do something, somebody else will or they'll can do it. So you're going to box yourself in. Yeah. That's the TLDR. Yeah. And I feel like of anything that you do, it's never that. Like you're always the biggest advocate for yourself. Like I'd rather go crash and burn down that hill and like be like, oh, I can't do it. Like I'm just not capable then not go try to crash yes. and burn first. And we have crash and burn. Like yes. we trusted someone to help with our website the very first time and our email was down for two days and that was an absolute disaster. And that's where we communicate with all our clients. That's our main form <laughs> of communication. It's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> it worked out. It was fine. We worked it out. It was That was a fun little... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've made plenty of mistakes of spending money where I thought it would yield us ROI and it didn't or... Yeah. Now we learn and it hasn't been a cakewalk and just like, look at how great and wonderful we are. I mean, especially with this podcast, too, it was like, do I want to spend the money to do it? Because John does not work for free, but he does a phenomenal job. (laughs) So he loves John John part two, (laughs) part four, Um, (laughs) seven. But I made that conscious decision of like when I make it big, because I I do envision that like I would love to be the next Sarah Blakely and have an empire and just like incredible employees that support me as y'all do. I want to go back and it sounds great. Yeah. And that was the big focus. So some of the episodes, like I said, the first few, because John didn't come till like, I don't know, I think episode five or so, but it's just like, what do you want to spend your time in? What do you want to invest in? And I really believe in opportunity cost and where do you want to be in the next few years? Because like you talked about, Destiny, like we do send it to clients. And right. Like, yeah. You, you want to get to this career path? Here's someone that did. Yeah. So we're going to kick it back to Allison. Angela, based on everything you said and like what you want for your future, how do you really see the podcast like growing in the future? Where do you see it going? What are your plans? Oh, that's such a great question. The podcast has so many opportunities for growth there where It's all about what you want to get out of it. So the podcast, I mean, it sold us business, but I want to get sponsorships on it. I want to very much like be a top trending podcast. Like who doesn't want that, right? But I want this to be something that people use for growth. I want this to be something people use for inspiration. And as we know, we are not the ones that like toxic inspiration. That's like, quit your job and make millions. And this is so easy. Like, having the underdog stories and being realistic with everything. So I just wanted to grow to be a piece that people rely on and just feel really inspired with. Angela, the next question I got for you is what do you think your proudest moment is so far from the podcast? Oh, um, let's see. My proudest moment from our podcast, I think the fact that we're in 39 countries is super cool. I mean, I don't know why. And sometimes like, you know, like the 38th and 39th country are like one download, which is still fine. But like number two, I think number two to five are still like 100 downloads each. So that's That's not a bot. That's like those are people listening. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's been wild to me because it continues to grow. So I would say that's my biggest accomplishment or just like people that just say yes. Yeah. Right. So as we've talked about earlier, but I just can't wait to see where it continues to grow there. So other countries. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I also just, just yeah. 
Oh, I just want to brag on her for a quick second. Um, being inside of like the sales industry and everything else that we've been doing as a company, it's super cool to see everything that's grown from there so far. So to yes. see everything from the podcast perspective of everything as a company just booming. Like, yes. It's so cool when we do our different review meetings and things like that. Of There's so many proud accomplishments she could have in terms of partnerships and things like that. And right. different things that have been delegated and been sought after for a long period of time. Right. And then also to be tackling it from a podcast standpoint. I'm like, yes. you're doing everything. Yes. <laughs> like there's no break. And that's what's cool about having a small business too, is you can watch from where we started and how we grew. When you kind of walk into a corporation, you don't see the growth as right. much, I guess. Yeah. You're kind of told what it is. And they tell you these little small margins, but what does that mean? You don't really know what that means. Right. We get to see firsthand our growth and we get to see the impact that it makes. So that is pretty exciting. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. Thanks for bringing us in, Ange. Sure thing. But I want to talk about that because a lot of people push back on me. They're like, yeah, you pay your employees this amount of money. I mean, yeah. we've had my our accountant who we love dearly, but he's like, yeah, your margins of what you pay your employees is double what it should be. And some Oops. people want to be solo. <laughs> and I don't mean this as a bragging point, but this has been a topic lately of like, you pay your employees what they're worth. Like right. I have to sit here and I have to practice what I preach to all of you. I can't say like, get a raise, get this right. and do all this shit and then yeah. pay you guys like garbage and you right. can't survive. But have there been times where maybe I shouldn't have? Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. I now can step away from the day to day or like the client fulfillment and yeah. get us new leads or get yes. us new opportunities or, yes. you know, Allison and I going to women in manufacturing that has the ROI on that has been 5X on it. I mean, we've brought in so much revenue and so many partnerships from that piece. But as a business owner, I just realized how much BS I dealt with in corporate for having multi-million dollar companies I worked for. And then they're like, sorry, we're having record profits, but we can't pay you anything. It's like, yeah, you can. Yes, you can. You can. Right. That is the most frustrating. Right. Here's a pizza party. <laughs> and it's a quarter of oh a my slice God, of pizza. Not <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, we need to share. We only got one large pizza for all of you. Sorry. <sighs> the pizza parties. Don't miss it. Nope. So speaking of kind of corporate different industries, where do you want to see more guests from the podcast? Like which industries are you kind of hoping to get into? Just trying to find people with unique stories. So we have targeted like the arts. So we had our tattoo artist, makeup artist, um, astrologer, I guess I would consider artsy. Yeah. But now we're getting into more science-based ones. So I would really like to have like someone that truly represents every single possible job out there. Yeah. I would like to see a musician. I know we've been talking yes. about musicians. No. That would be a fun one. We we need a musician because we we're right. We've kind of covered a lot. Mm -hmm. We've covered you know, architects, scientists, comedians. We've mm -hmm. had kind of a lot, but no musicians. I know. So again, think of us, you guys, info at the resume rescue.com. If you know anybody, send them our way. Please. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and that's the goal is like, I'd love to, I have a DJ we'll have that comes on, but I would ideally love to have someone that has a decent following or is like decently known, you know, for an artist or even if it's just like on a, on a local scale. But I mean, seeing the success of this so far and seeing that we've hit 5,000 downloads, which is so awesome. And I was yeah. like, holy shit, 5,000 people, like 
it's care crazy. about what I have and, to ramble about. Cool. And that's the thing I want to kind of mention too, is obviously we're getting a lot from this podcast, what we want out of it, but it's not just for us. It's for the guest as well. Right. So the guests can shout out their business. They can shout out what they're doing. So it's kind of like free advertisement for them too. So it's a win-win for everybody. Just sign up and talk about yourself. Angela's a fun person to talk to. Obviously we're fun Gas people. And, <laughs> and a side note for anybody listening if you're hearing a little bit of a pounding, Angela is a beautiful Italian woman, <laughs> expressive. So she is, she's making her point. And yeah. just so you know, that's what you're hearing. Our girl is hitting the point. She is, she's passionate. <laughs> I tried that. Like I tried to not talk with my hands when I started this business of like, oh, I'm going to be a guest on things. Like I need to not swear. I need to not talk with my hands. And then I'm like, Who's telling me that? Like, no be who you are. Yes. So, as I want to talk you. with my hands right now, but and She's pound like the table. Her elbows. Like, I wish you guys could watch her. She's keeping her hands. <laughs> it's funny. No, now everyone knows. Now everyone knows. It's fine. They know, but it's it's like just just be yourself. Exactly. Hone into it. It's fine. So, on that note, Angela, what do you think is um, the biggest thing that you've learned or taken away from this podcast? Just do the damn thing. Like, it's not as scary as it needs to be. I mean. Oh, it's like, oh, a podcast is like so crazy. And I just like compare myself. I mean, despite what you believe, like Joe Rogan has a very successful podcast that generates him millions of dollars. And it's like, holy crap, like just the top tier celebrities and you know everyone that's a guest on his podcast. So yeah. Or comparing to the podcasts I know of that are very legitimate and very much like regularly listened to or true crime podcasts like Destiny Life favorite too. Yes. So it was very much like, I'm not like that. I can't do that. There's no way. It's super scary. But as I talked about is like, I felt the same way about running a business. I felt the same way graduating college. I felt the same way of like buying a house. And yes, you can. Mm -hmm. You can. I mean, you kind of figure it out. And has it been always great? No, we've had times where destiny is like yeah um we don't have a podcast episode for next week so like you need to record one or yes. get it out or you know like we need to reach out to 20 people yeah we need to figure it out like it's stressful too but yes. it takes a village it does it takes a and it's not just podcasting it's everything mm-hmm. anything you think you want to kind of bring yourself to do you it takes a village you need help from your family from your friends from your connections like it it doesn't always have to be just on you right and I think it's just relying on that or just like sharing it. And people do care. Yes. And I share it on my personal Facebook. And I said like, hey, I'm close to 5,000. Like if you're interested, like download it. And we hit 5,000 or we're very close to it. But we're huge with the bamboo, the right. bamboo co-working space. Everyone loves us over there, apparently. Yes, <laughs> apparently. <it's> yeah. <laughs> so it's not as scary. There's other scary yes. things, but it's the yes, imposter syndrome. It's like, who cares? It's like, this isn't for you. This is for me. Yes. Like, I want to have conversations with people. And if someone gets something out of it, like, hell yeah, that's even better. But if they don't, like, okay, on to the next one. Exactly. Speaking of scary things, I would like to bring it back from the first time I was on this podcast and give you a scary thing. What advice do you have for your listeners to this podcast? Since you love to give us all that turn. <laughs> she asks this to the end of every episode yes, for every, every guest. Episode, what yes, advice do you have yes. for the listeners? And now it's her turn. no pressure, but a no. hundred episodes of asking people what advice do they have? 
I hope you feel a little bit of pressure. <laughs> I don't feel any pressure. It's do I want to make this a one minute, five minute or 10 minute answer. Ooh, so that is, that is always the question with seven. Angela. We seven. like seven. Okay. That's a good luck number. Jump in guys. Okay. Advice. Um, whatever things are not serving you get out of it, whether it's relationships, employees, parents, whatever. If just because they're blood related does not mean they deserve your time and energy, check your energy. One of my very best friends, Kristen, shout out to Kristen. We love her dearly. Mm. Kristen and I check in, like, how did you feel after that interaction? And I say, like, do I feel like I can run a marathon as someone who wears a size 10 is narrow and is flat footed? I cannot run and has uh, torn my ligament, my leg twice. I can't run. Yeah. But if I feel like I can run a marathon or I feel inspired, I feel like I can do all these things. That's where the friendships that are no longer serving you, the relationships, the people, you know, things like that. But if a job... If you have an awful boss, an awful company, like, please leave. I wasted two years of my life at the last company that ended up firing me and threw me out like a bag of trash. If you have this idea for a business, like, start it. I mean, you have an idea for a podcast, do it. Like, you did the scary things already. What you don't know, like, ask for help. You are not the end-all, be-all. I know that is, like, my number one piece of business advice is, like, know your strengths and hire where you don't know because I suck at financials. Like I'm just not my strong suit. So we hire a fractional COO to help us with that. But where do you feel yourself at the end of the day? Do you feel excited? Do you feel that anxiety that you get Sunday scaries? I mean, I still get Sunday scaries and I make my own schedule. We all do. Yes. Focus on the people that give you the good vibes or focus on the people that buy into your energy. I mean, I'll never forget. I think it was Allison, but came to me from an appointment and said like, hey, I want business cards my hairdresser, my nail person, whoever it was, like, needs help, but I don't have business cards. Yeah. Or when you both came to me and said, like, hey, can we have more meetings? Yeah. I mean, you love the meetings, love the meetings. And I kind of had like, we talk about corporate PTSD, and it is a real thing. But listen to your employees, like, listen yeah. to what they have. I mean, I still can't fathom like being a micromanaging boss. And we've had tough conversations. And one of the things that still sticks with me is Destiny and I had a disagreement. I don't even remember what it was over. And you told Max, her husband, and Max had said, okay, but how cool is that, that you can have a disagreement? And talk to her about it. Yes. Yes. And that has forever stuck with me. And I was like, you're right. Yeah. Because he knows. I We've been together for over 10 years now. Right. So he's been with me through all my career (laughs) journey and my coming home. You know how he's come home to your partner with your grievances and I never it was just the anxiety everyone's has has had it the anxiety of going to like your supervisor or whoever to talk about something that's bothering you because you know you know they're not going to hear you out and you're just like well, what's the point I don't have that with you and that's that's huge it's very hard to find but it's it's awesome it's a great feeling and we do I mean there I tell Dan all the time I'm like they're all gonna leave me and I'm gonna be a fellowpreneur <laughs> again and that's like the reoccurring fear but It's the difference of in something, and Elena, you weren't with us yet, but I was moving, I think, in 2021, and I don't know what happened, but I ended up with no Wi-Fi. Like, my Wi-Fi went out. I was going to move that week, and it wasn't, like, disconnected. It just, like, I think a storm or something happened, and you both worked till 7 p.m. I didn't ask you to, but you were both like, okay, what can I do? Like, tell me what I need to do to help you out, and that's what's key is, like, you both moved this year or you both have really focused on having life changes or life happens or 
all that. And it's just like you give your added weight where needed. And I just will never, ever, ever. I could never work in a corporate, like a true corporate environment, even if we end up selling the business and yeah. doing that. I could never go back corporate. And just the lack of respect or just like the human emotion or human intelligence. I mean, I remember my cousin like died suddenly at 30 years old and I cried in the bathroom. I went to the funeral the next day and then Friday I was in office. Oh, yeah. I remember my grandma died and my boss was asking me when I was going to come back to work or she was dying. OK, that was the hardest part because we didn't know. We knew she was going to pass. Right. You just never know how long it's going to take. I was very close with my grandma and I will just never forget that. And he was just asking to text to me like, OK, well, when do you think you're going to come in? Excuse me. Well, and I think awful. having somebody like on the outside of it, of I remember my phone call with you when I was like, yeah, I want to do this full time. And it was when my grandpa was in hospice. Mm -hmm. yes. And as opposed to like corporate job of like things that you guys had, it was the exact like adverse reaction. It was, I need you to stay gone as long as possible. Yes. And like as everything, like there was a lot of traumatic things I feel like that happened this year. Mm -hmm. And like everybody was like very open and honest. Yes. And like as opposed to, like, you would yell at me, Angela, because I'd be like, no, I like I'm not emotional. Like, I like to work through things like physically. And we're like, through no, things. take and, a break. Yeah. And everybody's like screaming at me because I'm like on <laughs> like these calls. And Angela's like, you need to process like you're processing jack crap right now. Like, I need to get together. And it's like the opposite of what you see in like previous settings of before it was you counting your days of, OK, my grandpa's getting like my grandpa. We lost my grandpa this year. And yeah he's getting buried on this day and like i need to take this day off because of the funeral and this day off for the burial but like you know with my uncle and grandpa and everything else this year it was like i need you to stay gone as long as possible yes. and it was fighting me like left and right when i decided to come back to be like no i want to keep working and everybody was like go like yeah like rocks they were like, like just okay us. like we're gonna like, hide these clients right. from you they don't exist yes. like i need you to leave <laughs> like yes. we got this and that's so rare but I guess the biggest thing is like coming from the environment that you were inside of and like understanding everything from, you know, normal bosses, air quotes. How did you become as self-aware as you are to be able to lead this business in the way that you do? Because I do think that's like a rare attribute. So what do you think kind of was like the causation or correlation to kind of getting on that path? So I had a great first boss out of college. Bryce Patton. He was incredible. Like, I love him to Bryce's. We love Bryce. Don't know who you are, but shout out. He's great. Was always encouraging. And he was always like, you kick those guys' asses because I was the only woman on our team. So he was always super encouraging and treated me as equal versus like, and he didn't know what I was making, didn't know all the things. And there was the pay discrepancy, as I mentioned on other podcasts. But he was really great and he treated me like an old friend and he I made mistakes and he would address me and say like, oh, you know, you need to do this differently or take your time when you're like calling employees because I made a mistake. And but he sat me down like a human and wasn't like, you're a fucking idiot and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, OK. And then I remember, I mean, throwing it back to high school, I worked in a restaurant and my boss was so mean to me and I was like our head trainer, but she like wouldn't give me time off for like graduation parties, which were the whole hype as we know. And I miss so many of my friends like grad parties and stuff like that because she's like, well, you need to work and so-and-so already took off. And I'm like, but why? And I very much would like kiss ass and I try to be the best I could be. And then when I ended up in that second job, 
out of college, I was like, screw this. Like kissing ass doesn't work in any way. I mean, when people are like, oh, go so far with it. But it's just like what if the roles were reversed, what would you want to see? I mean, I remember not understanding. I mean, I made 30K out of school, but I was living at home. So it was fine. Oh, be number one in the company, make them a lot of money and you'll get a raise. Well, I did that, but the ROI was not there. It was like, okay, so I essentially worked for free for a year while you all got new cars and management. So it's just like, it's not that serious. And when some people try to tell me how to run my business is like, you need to give up more. I'm like, I don't have that problem. I'm great at delegating. I am like, hey, y'all want to do this instead? Like, I'll take on this, you take on that. But it's honing into your strengths. And like, I know I wanted to be bought in. Like when I was super passionate about a job I worked for, I was like, oh, I want to make change and I want to do great things and I want to be bought in. And then when I was shut down and like, oh, sweetheart, no, we're not doing that. And that was so devastating. And I remember (laughs) Destiny and Allison, I think this was like two years ago. And it was like, you would come to me with issues. And I was like, great, we're going to do this thing. You see an issue, you solve it and you tell me about it. You don't need me to sign off on it. And that's fine. Like that was, oh yeah, we worked through your past corporate PTSD. Oh yeah. I don't ask her. I just do it. You just do it. (laughs) And then I come on. And then when I exhausted all the options and I don't have any solutions, then I'm like, okay, hey, this is what I've done so (laughs) far. I don't know what to do now. Right. And thinking of how far we've come over the last year, I mean, our policies and procedures getting into place or, okay, we screwed this up. Great. Fine. But we are seeing the most business we've seen. And I want you to come to me with ideas and I want you to come to me when you are having issues or things happening. And I stole this from a conference I went to, but like the whole red light, yellow light, green light in the mornings of you say red light if you're like not a good mood, not want to make decisions. Yellow light is like, well, I'm here. I'm showing up, but I'm kind of like, like just waking up. Green light is like, I'm ready to go. I'm excited. I'm empowered. I'm impassioned or passionate. So we do that every morning. And then like what you're looking forward to the most And we just get an inside look because there's family drama, there's relationship drama, like there's so much going on in our lives and we don't know. And that's what I need to know. So instead of like one of you not performing well, and then you tell me red light over and over, I'm like, "Mm, that makes sense. Like, I don't need to reprimand you. I need to approach it and say like, what is going on with you? I don't need to reprimand you for your work. I want to say like, what's going on? And I feel like, and y'all can disagree, but that's how I approach it of like, what's going yeah, on with you? Because sure. this is not who you normally are. Like you normally yes. don't make mistakes or things don't get missed. So tell me what's like going on and with that's you. That's the best way to I say fix the problem, but get to the solution versus yeah. berating somebody. So well, I mean, again, even like going back to like the things that happened this year, like, you know, I got out of a three-year relationship and like I told you guys first like other than obviously like his and i conversation but of course it was like <laughs> minor details but fine um like you know like the next morning of like hey this just happened and like everybody's right there for console it's like okay what do you need do you need this like you know do you need every meeting on this calendar do you need no meetings on the calendar like do you need us to like not acknowledge you for three days do you need us to like put you on 17 different yeah. projects right now because i overworked myself and don't process anything and it's like it's right there and it's like the family environment. Like I've told everybody this year, like it's a family. Like, yes. Because of working for Not a toxic business, family. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but like of uh, somebody where I can be like, there's three new guys this week and like going on all these dates with people or like, oh, this tragically just happened in my life. Like regardless of what it is, it's like the support system. Yeah. And like 
it's the trust and it's the love and it's the care. It's the, I can tell you guys something that's so stupid and you'd be like, yeah, she's an idiot, but like, we love her. You know what I mean? Never. Bless her like, heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, she's really freaking stupid. Like she's definitely she's 23 right now. Yeah. You're like, just a baby. You're know, bringing us back. You're like, our remember, child we're not being an idiot. Um, yes. But that's okay. <laughs> it's just like the love and support system where like in corporate, like I was telling my parents the other day of... You know, some of my best jobs I've worked of like the corporate America where I thought I was like making it in air quotes because that's what society tells you you need to do. Yeah. You're a number. Like HR yes. doesn't know who you are. They ask right. you what your login is for yeah. these like benefit packages. Right. Or, like, you know, you work with a team of 30 and they don't even know your name and much right. less the entire organization to where that's like what society views is like, oh, you made it. Like, yeah. you know, your paycheck's this and this. But it's like, yeah, you hate your entire life. Right. And right. Having that is, like, so beautiful. And, like, to see the organization unfold that way is super cool. So we went with the 10-minute long answer. So I hope everyone enjoyed that. went off on that. It wasn't even <laughs> me. So <laughs> that from the what advice would you get? Yes. We did the 10-minute option. Again, I hope you guys enjoy that. I think you could have gone for longer. Like, there's a lot of advice. I feel like you have to, like, stockpile. Like, Angela's version, 10-minute yeah. version. Yeah. It was a joke, but it really did it come did. to fruition. And this happens. It's fine. As I know we're wrapping this up, I am so thankful for all of you to just like seeing the vision and being brought in and understanding like, yes, giving you like what this will be and like being bought in of like, hey, we're in the grind. We're going to laugh one day when we're the next Amazon or the next whatever company of like, these were the days, these were the days. And it's not always easy, but I have cried about this, so I'm not going to get emotional, but... It really does bring tears to my eyes of just like how you all see my vision and you're supportive. And yes, we don't always get along, but we do, I would say, 95% of the time. Yeah. And I'm so fucking thankful for all of <laughs> you. And I'm excited for us to hit the thousandth episode and be like, oh, look at us bringing in millions of dollars and we're so wealthy. So yes. maybe we'll do it from a private yacht when we're wealthy. Oh, you know? yes. With better champagne. With <laughs> some Don Perignon. Got this I for mean, $12. This is, this is Prosecco. I love using Prosecco. I'm not upset about it. But, you know, hey. <laughs> so cheers. 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 So I'm going to end this. Cheers to you, and yeah. Shout out to you and all that you do. Whoa. To the next 100. Cheers to the next 100. Cheers to shitty bosses. Cheers to the people that inspire you and you want to prove wrong. Thanks for listening. And tune in next week for another episode of That's Business. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, the Resume Rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone. But here at the Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.